So I was actually like um, doing like a little bit of research on you. I was like, I pride myself on the extensive amount of research I do on guests and like mm -hmm. how how detailed I go, how like back into their past and like their secret pain and stuff I you know go into <laughs> secret pain. Yeah. That's what I of always course. say. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like Nardwar, but, but like you know <laughs> emotional <laughs> emotional turmoil and stuff. So so the thing I wanted to like so the thing I dug up um, was that you are a screen. You have a master's in screenwriting at Boston University. So. A little, little known fact, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Is, I keep that in the dark recesses of my subconscious. So I'm, I'm <laughs> honestly really surprised you found this information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Google. He Googled it and found it in your subconscious, which is crazy. So I just wanted to start with that. Like in that, in that, like. One, it's cool, but two, it's also the. I know on the podcast you say it every time. You say it almost every episode, <laughs> and on your website you you say it to a bunch, mm -hmm. um, a bunch. Wow, yeah, no, you're you're right, think, you're right. I think at least twice. I think at least twice. And uh, I I know it's like half a bit. I know it's like half a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I, but also I find it very. I actually love that a lot. In that. In, it's like affirming it's a way for you to affirm yourself but also like let other people know who you are and stuff like that i was just like wondering like what the origin of that uh, or maybe i'm projecting or like I was, but i was just wondering what the origin of like kind of you saying that like yeah. is and stuff like that um first of all okay so you're right it's to it's half bit because part of me is like making fun of myself for having gotten a master's degree in screenwriting like what an absolutely useless credential <laughs> or what an absolutely enormous waste of money um but uh so it's a it's part bit but it also is like part brag and i feel like yeah. if you give me a minute there's some combination of bit and brag it's like a you know like a um not unlike humble brag uh mm. it's so, so, there's like a way to braggle like a, brag a, a, yeah it's something <laughs> it's a, bra a, a brit a brat a brat it's it's there's something there um, yeah if, we'll get it i mean you're the master so i will get there i literally have a master's degree in words okay? <laughs> yeah so get it together get it together yeah, right. yeah Caitlin, i'm really messing this up uh, i uh like really love your guys podcast uh I Thank think you. that uh, I've I've been listening to it like today, especially like in prep for our podcast in case like I had anything I wanted to talk with you about uh -huh. and like, you know, just like new stuff or whatever was going on. And I listened to like like a gay man. I like picked all the like camp movies like, oh, you know, like in a row in a row. And uh, I got to uh, y'all's episode about uh, I did Barb and Star and then I listened <gasps> to uh, which is such a good movie. And yeah. I, uh, Andrew recommended it to me and I watched it with my boyfriend and my boyfriend was like, that was a silly movie that I'm sure you liked. And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, what shade? Yeah. Rave reviews from uh, my boyfriend. Uh, but, uh, I was listening to your episode on, um, oh, what is, why can I, I love this movie. It's with, um, Meryl Streep. Uh, Death Becomes Her. Death Becomes Her, yes. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. at the start of that episode, you talked, you guys talked about, or y'all talked about, sorry, I'm saying you guys, uh, y'all talked about like the destigmatization of your words in how you are recording your podcast now. And yes. that is something I think is like really cool. And I've been talking about with my friends recently. Like I say 
crazy all the time as like a reaction mm. to stuff. And I'm trying to cut that out of what I say, but I've it's been replaced. It's so but, hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, ultimately it's worth it uh, because, you know, our, our kind of like casual use, especially if you're referring to something that has like, if you're trying to say something is bad or weird or mm -hmm. abnormal or something, and then you use like crazy or insane as like a substitute for those words it just mm -hmm. like perpetuates the stigma yeah, it perpetuates the stigma mental illness and stuff so yeah um i've been working on like a whole other list of synonyms to use yeah what are your instead. alternatives that's what i wanted to ask um wild i say like oh that's mm, wild that's wild yes. yeah <laughs> that works pretty well i think um i find myself saying cucaracha which i think is from like matt rogers and bow and yang which is like oh, totally sure. brain rot brain rot brain rot like that i repeat that but uh i like i or i'll just like call it what it is if something is frustrating i'll just say it's frustrating if mm -hmm. it's um you know annoying i'll just say that so i just i try to like actually identify the emotion I feel based on the thing or uh, just get more specific about it. Cause that's also just, that just makes you sound smarter and more like, you know what you're talking about than to say like, Oh, that's crazy. Tips so, from someone with a master's degree in words, screenwriting in, in words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, as I'm talking to Caitlin and my pal, Michael, uh, I'm feeling happy <laughs> and good. <laughs> And I'm having fun. And we should start the episode. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to Roulette. I've been meaning to listen to Roulette. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Oh yes. Oh wait, Andrew, I didn't I didn't answer your question about the origins of the the me having a master's degree in screenwriting. Yeah, I just yeah. I just started doing it one day um on the or maybe it was like our intro episode we recorded like this little like introduction where we were Hi, like who, I'm who Caitlin, are we? And I'm Jamie. Like <laughs> <laughs> I listen. I'm an avid listener. Like, we were trying to I guess we were just like justifying like who wants to listen to these yahoos talk about movies? And I was like, well, I have a master's degree in screenwriting, so I have the necessary <laughs> like credentials to talk about this. And then it just became yeah, yeah. a long running joke from there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can yeah, start your I podcast now, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thanks for, uh, the thank you for that permission. Uh, thank, you for, <laughs> thank you for granting us the agency. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're actually like reading a screenplay that uh, Caitlin wrote. Like, yeah, this whole thing like, was special scripted. episode. Yeah, <laughs> completely, completely scripted. Yeah. Uh, welcome to I've been meaning to listen to that the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee, and I'm Michael Limentado. Our other co-host Sean Wilkinson was uh, out for the weather today, but uh, he's had to miss this episode because. You know, we have a great guest and a great album. So yeah, that that's why he's he's yeah. missing from yeah. this album. Um he's also like you said he's like um under the weather. He uh he he uh 
Um, and, uh, no, it's not a good joke. No, I said he's under the weather, him. and he's sad to miss the episode because it's a great okay, guess yeah, and a yeah, great yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was gonna. The thing I was gonna do was I was gonna say uh, he lives under the sun. He's he's moving and he lives under the sun, and I, I, that that wasn't worth me saying though. And I that's hilarious. No, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was worth it. You wrote this joke, Caitlin. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Caitlin. I can't believe and you made and me made shit you. on my own podcast host too, which was very rude. Uh, yeah, I just, been... I just wrote him out of it. He's like, I don't. You don't get to be in this episode. And then I, I you don't have you... his voice down. You don't have his voice down, so you weren't ready to write his character. Uh, this is uh, he got fridged. Um, <laughs> wow, um, exactly. But yeah, um, but what uh, I'm gonna do the call to adventure now. Uh, but welcome to the show. Um, welcome to uh, I've been meaning to listen to that. I already said that. And uh, like I, like we said, we got a great guest here today. Um, you might know her as uh, the co-host of the Bechtel cast. Uh, and uh, screenwriting uh, masters at Boston University. It's Caitlin Durante. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Okay, okay, okay. Hi. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Love. What a lovely time already. And like, it's always like I really appreciate like people saying yes to the show and like really taking a chance with like a stranger, <laughs> <laughs> like a stranger who likes your work on the internet. Um. So like I am, I'm always like very humbled, and I try not to be like a freak or anything like that. Um, I mean, you did pay yeah. me fifty thousand dollars for this appearance. <laughs> yeah, that's so. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, um, I could say no to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but welcome to the show. Um, we're here to talk about um, Shakira's uh, "Donde Esta Las." Lo- <laughs> Los Ladrones. Los Ladrones. And uh, yeah, like, let's talk a little bit about, like, let's talk to Caitlin a little bit about your history with music, your history as like a music listener and like a consumer of music. You said in your email um, that as as big of a fan you are of film and, you know, Mm -hmm. TV and stuff like that, you actually don't know a lot about music. I was wondering if you could speak on that a little bit more. Yeah, of course. It is true. I feel like the amount of information I've accumulated and the knowledge I have about film specifically, to a lesser degree TV, but like especially movies, I know the exact opposite amount of information about music. So like popular artists today, I don't know who they are. Like Olivia Rodrigo, I've heard, is a big deal. And I'm like, oh, right. She's a person. Um, so I, I'm like not I'm never up to date on like the the biggest names in music, like trends, uh, just like anything. Um, I, I could name one musicians like the name of one of their album, like uh, J- Justin Timberlake has an album called justified and i think like that that i can name like the name of seven different albums and that's it like i i just don't have a wealth of of knowledge about music it's not that i don't like music i love music uh but i think because i'm a far more visual person Mm -hmm. than audio person i need more i tend to need more stimulus than just audio Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like if for example if i'm just like kind of hanging out uh and i have you know i'm trying to pass the time or something i'm way way more likely to put on a movie than i am to just listen to music 
so uh yeah I just uh I don't I don't know I just I don't experience it quite the same way or maybe even appreciate it as much as I should um but yeah so I feel a little out of my element on this podcast and I can't believe you're making me you're holding a gun to my head <laughs> and making me do it. Andrew, Andrew forced you to take $50,000 and said, you have to do what I want. And <laughs> uh, no, 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 I'm so happy to be here. Um, you had to yeah, pay for I your just... major somehow. Like you had to pay for your degree somehow. I'm in so much debt. <laughs> Please, Please but, um... let me be on your famous podcast and give me $50,000. Uh, yeah, but no, so I, I, I love music. I like dancing to it. I listen to it in the car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't have the same kind of encyclopedic knowledge uh, that I have with movies. Um, that, uh, that it, uh, I don't have that with music. Do you not kind of get that from like the watching of new movies? I feel like that kind of bleeds in from the watching of new movies. Does that make sense? Like, Sure. I, I mean, especially because like, movies are just as much of a audio medium as they are a visual yeah, medium. Right. Like there's obviously like score and soundtrack and other diegetic and non-diegetic audio. Wow. It sounds like something a person with a master's degree in <laughs> screenwriting would say. Wow. <laughs> but, um, well, Kayla, yeah, it's written here. You want us to say, we love that you have a master's degree in screenwriting <laughs> at the same time. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I insisted you. I actually took five thousand dollars off of my rate. <laughs> if if you repeat that constantly throughout the right, year, right, right. <laughs> your usual fifty five thousand dollars. It's nudge theory. It's nudge theory to like have people hire. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, I, have you ever? Uh, I sorry, I had like too many jokes come into my brain at once. But have you seen the original Suicide Squad? Not the one that just came out, but the one from like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, did okay. see I actually that listened one. to the Birds of Prey episode like the other day. So oh, cool. I love Very Birds cool. of Prey. Uh, it's great. Uh, and a great soundtrack. Yeah, but what I was going to say is that if you've seen Suicide Squad, the first one, you've heard every famous song for the last 20 years. <laughs> so you're good there, too. It's all of them. <laughs> How do they afford the rights? I mean, truly. <laughs> um, well, two, a couple things I want to say, you know, say to that, you know, the thing you said, um, is first of all, like, you know, music, like uh, movies, I feel like, you know, film is actually like it is it does feel like the whole package because it is sound and it is like, you know, visuals and cinematography mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So it does feel more. Um, that's why I love going to the movie theater. I, I'm sure you feel this way. That's why I love going mm -hmm. to the movie theaters, like to let something engross you and kind of oh. like you know, loom over you and stuff. Um, I've got an AMC A list Me Stubbs membership. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love my AMC A list membership <laughs> almost as much as I love that you have a master's degree in screenwriting. <laughs> I I don't have an AMC Stubbs membership, and Ooh. I'm homeless and bad. <laughs> but like, apologies. That's not true. That's not true. Um, but like, um, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> um, but like the other thing is like, um. Uh, so, like, when you do listen to music, when you do kind of, like, actually consume music, like you said, in mm -hmm. the car or dancing around or what whatnot, uh, what do you listen to? Like, what kind of music, like, tickles your fancy and stuff? Oh, what a great phrase, first of all. Mm -hmm. uh, I love pop. I love uh, hip-hop and indie rock, I suppose, to, like, a lesser extent, but... Um, I like anything that's basically 
So I always joke on the Bechtel cast about how I love movies that are romps. And I think the exact same applies to music. So anything that's uh, just like high energy, very upbeat, would encourage you to like get up and dance or it makes you want to just like move your body and it's like uplifting. Um, That's the type of music I like. And obviously like different genres are going to do that for different people but if there's anything that's too kind of like slow or sad or somber and there are there are a couple tracks on the album we're talking about today that that applies to which are my least favorite songs on the album (laughs) but um yeah I just I like anything that's just like upbeat and higher and high energy and that just yeah gets gets my it's like mood elevating I suppose we have Um, we have the same taste Caitlin very similar taste (laughs) yeah Uh, i i I always i always find myself on this podcast because i'm here you know every week i'm like (laughs) slow song bad slow song bad (laughs) fast song good fast song good (laughs) end of episode (laughs) incredible can't wait to compare notes uh, for this one um but yeah i think i i explain this away as like I like the movies I like. I like the music I like because my my brain is usually in just such a like dark and depressive place just going about my mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. that I need outside stimulus and art and stuff like that to elevate me and to like lift my mood and my spirit. So anything that reminds me of how like <laughs> sad I already am, I'm like no i need something happy yeah definitely i never want to hear music about global warming that would absolutely throw me <laughs> off the edge oh god there's two michaels this but there's episode. a whole genre that you're missing out on global warming I, i'm kind of worried about lord's new album i'm not gonna to listen to it solar power no thanks the by the way the research i said i did was basically reading your email um but like you said you said in your email that like you, robin is like one of your favorite artists do you have have, like mm-hmm. artists that like kind of fill that like um that function for you like other artists beyond robin and stuff yeah 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 uh i love robin i love um oh my gosh who are my this is the thing like i i like who even do i like uh i love lady gaga i love mm-hmm. britney spears i at one point liked justin timberlake but he's you know he's got some issues mm-hmm. now um I love Lil Nas X, um, yeah. uh, Beyonce, Lizzo, Rihanna. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know like no, indie people. So I'm just like, these are the most popular. <laughs> yeah. She's, people. she's reading from like a top 100 artist. <laughs> yeah. list right now. Uh, I, along this train, if like, if I can give you a recommendation, kind of, I oh, bet please. you, I bet you, Kim Petras, Charlie XCX. I bet these artists would fall into your niche mm. as well. I think you would enjoy. Uh, I feel like I recognize. Wait, who did you say? Charlie XCX? Charlie XCX and Kim <laughs> Petras were the okay. two I said. I recognize one of them. <laughs> Kim Petras well, is yeah, like I'll, Charlie's <laughs> friend, basically, also. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, ch- um, I'll check them out. I'll check out their catalogs. Excellent. Okay. Two things. Um, one, I need to actually press record on this Zoom call. So my bad. Oh, no. um, it's, fine, it's, been, fine, it's fine. It's fine. We've been having such a fun little time. Andrew. Yeah. Okay. Two is um, 
you know, I want to retake that. I want to do another take of that joke. I like one of the jokes I had earlier. So real quickly, um, <laughs> I I don't have an AMC subs list, and I'm morally bankrupt. There you go. Okay, <laughs> so like, so you can go back and edit it. <laughs> Andrew like, Andrew had I, to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> This is that's the, all. That's all I was thinking about. Like, I was oh, not, no, I, I was do so the same thing. Later yeah. on, Caitlin, I'm gonna record a big monologue about why Justin Timberlake is bad, and anyone who likes <laughs> them at all should be canceled. Right, and we're gonna put that in right before you list the artists that you right. heard. So right. you're ready for that. Perfect, love it. <laughs> um, okay, but like, uh, so let's get into uh, the actual artist we're talking about, uh, Shakira. Like, Caitlin, like, what's your uh, relationship to Shakira, her artistry, you know, her music, and her role in your life, basically, and her hips that <laughs> that don't don't that, lie. It's, yeah, okay. it's okay. good to have a truth teller in our society. Truly, <laughs> we need more. We need yeah, more yeah, of them. Yeah. Ever um, since we've gotten away from hips, I feel like that's kind of like been with the you know increase in conspiracy theories and corruption mm-hmm. and politics. You know, like. Mm-hmm. You know, more there's hips a direct correlation. Yes, yes. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, I've always liked Shakira. I um, was not familiar with any of her Spanish language music, which is obviously how she got started. And that's why I wanted to uh, select this album to talk about today. But uh, as far as her English language music, I, I've always enjoyed her work. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Um, have I'm have a fan. you heard? Have you heard her follow up album? Have you heard Laundry Service? I don't know that I have, or maybe I've heard like a few songs on it. No, that is okay. That is her. I think her next album she released after this, which was like her English speaking debut, basically. Okay, full, which full songs of, are on it? Full of bops. It has so it has her translation of Ohas a C, which is on this album. Oh, yeah. Um, and basically, sorry, not to like. I'll let you get back to your history with, with her, basically. No, please. But um, this album, Gloria Estefan, uh, talked to Shakira and said, hey, this album's really good, the one we're listening to today, and said, you should basically release this in English. Like, you should get someone to translate yeah. it for you. Um, and then release it in America. And Shakira was supposed to record this whole album in English, but she hated um, the translation she was given. She's like, this is kind of right. bad. It doesn't reflect... My artistry. Mm. So she learned English basically to translate her own album. And then by the, that time, she had a whole new album. So she just put a couple of the songs on Laundry wow. Service. Uh, so, um, yeah, but I think so Laundry Service is though. so good. Cause like in like the her first song, like the chorus is like haggard, skinny, ugly, disheveled, clumsy, <laughs> foolish, slow, stiff necked, berserk. Like those, like the, those are not like that doesn't rhyme. That doesn't sound good in, mm-hmm. in like translated directly. Cause actually, like I was in Korea and I they did like a um they did Beetlejuice the musical. Like they just like had a Korean version. And I was like, oh wow, it's really impressive how they're able to like. Cause like translate it all and like make it rhyme and everything mm-hmm. like that. Cause it does not line up one for one. Um, but yeah, like that's so like, you know, really quickly, like based on like what you've told us a little bit, it seems like you're kind of like more just not in as into like, you know, albums that like 
all the way through, or you you just kind of like select songs here and there. It's and stuff. true. I like the popular ones that mm-hmm. I hear <laughs> because they're being played because they're popular, and then <laughs> the rest of the songs I've probably never heard of for most albums by most musicians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm a I'm a a fraud. No, <laughs> no, no, no. By the way, like you know, like. Uh, I do I do want to say, like, we're not, like, you know, your show or, you know, Blank Check or whatever. We're, like, they're, like, experts in film or stuff like that. Like, me and Sean, me, Sean, and Michael are just, like, a couple of, like, dipshits who, like, don't know, don't, don't know anything. You and, don't like, have a master's degree in music writing? I don't know what a pentatonic chord is. I don't know, like... It, it, you, you play it and it pleases the Lord. I do know that. Okay. <laughs> like, um... <laughs> But like I don't like I don't like um I don't know any composition things. I don't, like I, I actually yeah do. No. Oh, Andrew, that's <laughs> rude of you to call me a dipshit right now. I just don't talk about it because I don't want to seem like a dipshit by no, okay. saying true, something wrong. So, no, no. um, Caitlin, so your uh, experience with Shakira before this was kind of more with her public persona. Then would you say? Yeah, her and her just like very popular bops who like a kind of typical English language audience would know. So, you know, you're wherever, whenever's, or is it whenever, wherever I never know the order of that. It's uh, uh, whenever, wherever, whenever. Whoa. Why, why can't I, why I know that right now? Let me see. I thought it was ole, ole, ole. Like, whenever, wherever, whenever, <laughs> okay, wherever. Okay. Uh, yeah yeah that one so mm-hmm. that uh her hips that don't lie mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. she performed a song for the world cup a few years back that i liked yeah. there's Some a song she did... a, 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 waka, waka, a, 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 a. yeah that is a fun song <laughs> um uh her collaboration with beyonce on a song i want to oh, say yeah. is called beautiful lie or beautiful <laughs> liar her. Yeah. Um, it's great. There's... Comma, my hips don't do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> precisely. That was implied. Yeah. Uh, another, yeah. Uh, she's got a song called Did It Again that has a great music video, like really cool dance choreography in that. A very horny video. Mm-hmm. Uh, would, would recommend. <laughs> would recommend. Uh, there's also, of course, try everything. Her amazing Zootopia. Uh, <laughs> oh my song gosh! Too. I almost forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. Wow. I love Zootopia. Right, right, right. I I love to. This is. I I like seem like the worst person. Ever. I'm like I love to make my boyfriend watch like kids movies with me that I love, like Big Hero Six. I'm like time to watch Big Hero Six, and he's like, can't we just watch an episode of Ted Lasso? And I'm like. time to watch zootopia here's an important question are you making him watch paddington and paddington 2 so i know you love paddington 2 and this was like this is a great shame of mine which because i know andrew also loves paddington 2 i have never seen paddington or paddington 2 my gosh michael i know shame Shame (laughs) Is is it streaming on a service currently I don't. Not for free. I think you would have to rent it. Like so yeah. four dollars. You get to rent it. That's like my one of my favorite Kevin T. Porter tweets. It just like someone asked him like, "Do I have to watch Paddington to watch Paddington 2? And he said like, "You don't have to. You get to." 
like so funny. He's not um, wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that could be an episode one day. But like, yeah, like um, the idea. Um, so with me with Shakira, like I, I didn't. Even, I knew way less than you, Caitlin. Like all I knew was like you know, um, you know. Uh, whenever, wherever, and also like the Super Bowl performance, like that was cool. Like mm-hmm. where, where she, she, where she went, like whoa, 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 like at one point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know if I've seen that because I would never watch the Super Bowl. It was the Super Bowl yeah. that yeah. ended. That was the announcement of the end of the world, uh, <laughs> yeah, which like... was two weeks before COVID shut everything down. So yeah, they they right. dropped it. Like, um, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, like that's really it. And also like. Truth be told, I was like really anxious to do this particular episode, and I I almost considered like dropping out of the episode. And, like you you and you and Sean do it, um, like because I was like I was like, um, because I uh, was visiting Korea to visit my grandparents, like, and mm-hmm. that was kind of like so like I, there was a lot of anxiety of like not knowing Korean and like just like feeling like a little like I I had a great time and stuff like that, but just like we kind of we kind of communicate through like points and like sometimes I'll like have my Google translator and like show my mm-hmm. grandparents like what I wanted to say and stuff like that. Um, so it was like, I felt really like, and then just like potentially misrepresenting the album or like a culture or something like that, or being, you know, ignorant in some way that gave me a lot of stress. Um, I have those same anxieties about yeah. this album. Yeah. So I feel you. I think, I think, not to be like, you know, here's how you can feel good about this. But I feel like <laughs> yeah. we're us listening to this as none of us being like Spanish speakers, really, or non-native Spanish speakers. Like, I think that's good to be trying to like, at its very least, like trying to appreciate other culture that we couldn't necessarily consume otherwise. Like, like watching a foreign film, you know what I mean? Like, you're oh, never yeah. going to, no one's going to be mad at you for trying to watch a foreign film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Like, I, I think that's a really good point. And, like, also, like, my impression of her generally was from, like, those iconic moments that Caitlin brought up. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, she's, like, a worldwide, you know, like, you hear these songs at a Zumba class or something like that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're very danceable. She seems very cool and lively and stuff like that. But I listened to this album and looked at this cover and I was like, and read the lyrics like the translation of the lyrics and like these are like really dark and sad and Mm -hmm. like brooding (laughs) and it's like it does feel like kind of like a lord album or like kind of like if you if you kind of repackage some of the lyrics in like an indie rock you know packaging it could like pass for like phoebe bridger lyrics too like how sad like it sounds Mm -hmm. like she's like true like i'm not a professional at all but like it sounds like she's clinically depressed in some of these songs like yeah yeah she's really going through some heartbreak on nine of the 11 of these songs yes (laughs) right right (laughs) two two is especially like woof oh gosh (laughs) yeah um so i am have been learning spanish i am by no means Fluent, I will not make any claim to be fluent or have even the slightest understanding of the language. I, I, I've been learning it for like a year and a half now. Uh, I can barely string together a sentence. Um, 
but I do try to, I have a, like a couple of tutors and I do different like exercises with Duolingo, for example, uh, every day. So I've, I've like really kind of committed myself to learning as much as I can. Uh, and part of that has been to consume media in Spanish. So I try wow. to watch movies in Spanish and I try to listen to music in Spanish, which is one of the reasons I uh, chose this album because I was familiar with Shakira's English language music, but not her Spanish music. So with music especially, <laughs> it's really because most musical lyrics are, you know, like poetic. They're speaking in metaphors and like using very figurative poetic language. I will like read the lyrics and, st and be like, I I don't know what this song is about. I don't like <laughs> what is. I wouldn't know what it was about if it was in English. Like I, because there's just like so much metaphor and stuff. So I, I sat down yesterday with my one of my Spanish tutors. Shout out Adriana, and we kind of went through and like translated some of the choruses and stuff like that. And oh, awesome. uh, so I have a I have a sense of what each song is about thematically yeah. not yeah. necessarily like a word for word translation but um yeah i still um i really i mean what am i trying to say here it's a great album that i still don't understand the words because i barely speak spanish <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <The end. laughs> yeah i i and i use like lyric translate.com or something like that to like kind of like read along to it um but yeah, like I really applaud your curiosity, like wanting to expand because there's like a whole world like there's like, you know, mm -hmm. other like countries, other languages and all that stuff. Like other countries have like it sounds so basic and I sound so dumb, but like other countries have their own culture and like their own like well of beautiful art that would resonate yeah. with a lot of us if we like put in a little more effort. If we kind of like so I really applaud you wanting to learn and like just using it as a means thank to like, you yeah, so much. yeah to, <laughs> I'm so to, brave. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're all trying to say here. Like at the end of the day. Um, but what about Michael? Like what's your kind of like history with Shakira? So I, I think, um, her album laundry service is like one of my favorite albums of all time. Oh, dang. I wow. have like a really, really strong affinity towards Shakira. I think she's, she has this like attitude and like vibrancy almost that i'm really drawn to like i'm really drawn to her as like a celebrity and her performer i think she's really like cool and fun you know um i feel like she's a queer icon right yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. especially too i was just watching sorry drag race and there's a queen named yara sofia who is i think from argentina maybe that might not be correct she's hispanic and she loves loves love shakira and did like a shakira impression it was supposed to be like shakira on the mm -hmm. show but she was like she was like taking it too serious and it like got in her way of the competition because she's like to the choreographer the choreographer was like okay like do this and then yara was like actually shakira wouldn't do it exactly like that she'd do it more like this and the choreographer was like okay <laughs> but uh i really like shakira i uh you know that, like, everyone has, like, some trivia that they hear about Shakira. You always hear, like, oh, she has the highest IQ of any pop star. Like, oh, dang. That's, like, the thing people always say. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, me, like, person who loves Shakira being like, you guys know this about Shakira, <laughs> right? 
Shakira, comma, genius. I'm just a dipshit <laughs> like you. I'm getting like, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't I'm know. I really, I really, really like her. I, uh, there was a, you know, she's like, she got caught for tax fraud because she was trying to shelter it in Florida. And I was like, she deserves it. She can, she can do a little bit of tax fraud as a treat. <laughs> Exactly. So that's kind of how I feel about Shakira. But I never heard this album. Oh, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Very so, succinct answer that I've given here. So let's talk about this album. Um, this is uh, Donde Están Los Ladrones, and uh, it translates to uh, Where the Thieves, basically. And like the inspiration for that is basically she, after her third album, she was like, she had a suitcase full of like song ideas and all that stuff. And then someone stole her suitcase and she had like writer's block for like a while basically because she mm. you know she couldn't think of like how to recreate all that stuff and like that sucks like but th- that also like speaks to the testament of like her talent is like this is like the this is the draft you get when like you you your word file like crashes or whatever mm-hmm. um so that like, really she did speaks- it in nine months from her previous Jeez, album louise Whoa. yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like twenty-one years old and stuff like that. It's like, in it's it's incredible. It's really incredible. And then she like you know she was like so frustrated. She named one of the songs after the thieves and like the album like thus far. But also probably it's thematic too. Like this person stole my heart and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> so like that's a little bit of background. Uh, let's get into themes of this album. We talked about it a little bit. Of just like, I think we. Uh, you know, for me, I think I kind of encapsulated it. It's just like she's really, really distraught after this heartbreak, and she's like depressed, and she's like, and it's like kind of more expand an expansive depression of just like it is like infected almost all the elements of her life, but just yeah. like you know, like she's like she, you know, she when she's alone, she thinks about it, and like she's at one point she says like I'll give I would give it all if you you were here or something like that, I can't really enjoy my life or anything like that. But like, yeah, yeah. that's like kind of what, you know, that's kind of what I am thinking with this album. For sure. Uh, there is, let's see, uh, the first song, Siega uh, Soromudo is uh, one of the lyrics translated, or like kind of the gist translated is, I think about you night and day and I don't know mm-hmm. how to forget you. Second song, Cite uh, Vas, is just, uh, oh, it's actually uh, my Spanish tutor made this observation that it is kind of like the Spanish version of Alanis Morissette's You Oughta Know, because oh, wow. it's kind of about a Shakira dumping on her former lover and her former lover's new lover mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and uh so that's that one moscas in la casa is like my days without you are so long dark and gray and everything is trash so much so that there are flies in the house mm-hmm. um and There's it's just like that over house. and over again <laughs> like it's like i don't believe in anything but you Does i can't it... find any way of forgetting you because living because continuing on uh, without or continuing to love you is inevitable. That's like the uh, inevitable track number yep. five. Like it's just all like 
I'm broken without you. This right. whole album, the sound of this album does not match to me this theme, though, which is something mm. that I find very interesting. I feel like the album is very catchy, upbeat, fun right. to For listen to. A lot of the songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially because the song that the album is named for, Donde Están Los Ladrones, is one of the few songs on the album that's not about heartbreak. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So if you were just to hear that song, you'd be like, oh, this is like political commentary. And right. that's what this whole album must be. And then the rest of the songs are like, I got my heart broken and I'm ruined about it. <laughs> I feel like it's like the reverse right. bait and switch of what a lot of albums are, where they're like secretly political. But this one's like, maybe I'm political. Just kidding. Just Fuck kidding. you, guy. I used to date. <laughs> yeah it's like i this is the stuff i just like because when i first listened to it i was just like i had nothing i had no takes on this i was like oh this song's kind of fun i like the i like how it sounds and stuff like that she's a great singer like just like the times i was like looking at it without the lyrics i just like had no take on it Mm -hmm. um but, but like then reading it, I was like, oh, this is the stuff I eat up. Basically, this is like this type of album, like this subject matter and like the poetry and stuff like that. This is the stuff I eat up. Like this is the stuff I love. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, when you read some of these, you know, lines of uh, some a line like you emerge from your personal health, your tail between your horns or something like mm-hmm. um, because this love no longer understands advice or reason it feeds on pretext and lacks nerve like a line like that like it's not only that she's a good songwriter or a good pop songwriter Mm -hmm. or anything like she's a good writer like just period like she's good at like these are so these are like cutting and these are like really really like again like uh, the comparison that like that comes to mind is just like lord just like it's kind of like when you listen to like Royals or something like that, oh, I, I got it. And then like you listen to the rest of her music and it's like, oh, this, this is like really sad. It's like really like mm-hmm. she's like clearly like having a hard time and stuff like that, which I love. I love I love like people. I think like like um, Caitlin, you probably understand this. Like, you know, people underestimate pop music. People underestimate, you know, how. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, people under- underestimate pop music. People like underestimate how it it lulls you into a false sense of security because there's a hook and something reliable or something like catchier like like fist pumping or whatever but like mm-hmm. it if you like construct it correctly or something like that or if you construct it well like it's a really effective storytelling tool too and like the chorus can change meaning and stuff like that i'm just sure. really, i love i love that stuff um any other themes any other like kind of things to point out with like what this album actually is about also the other thing is like you know you know, since I, I just want to show off like my Spanish abilities a little bit is like Greece uh, means gray. So, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, good. That's that's you bet. <laughs> that's something I picked up. Bueno. <laughs> I paid like $50,000 for like Spanish lessons. Like <laughs> that's what I got. Um, yeah. The other thing is just like kind of um, the other thing to note, I guess, about like kind of the surrounding of it is like kind of her what her internet like kind of her beginning to cross over as an international star because i totally you know i want to be on the right side of history and agree of glory agree of gloria estefan <laughs> like i mm-hmm. think this album would be a smash if it was in english like a culture like not not that like this is this isn't like worthy of digging into more but like if if you were able to translate these words and like have a english 
language version of this album, I think people would like really like, I think it'd be even more critically acclaimed than it is um, now. That's the sad thing about um, American culture is that even though it's such a melting pot and there are so many people who live in the U S who speak Spanish fluently, whose first language is Spanish, you know, uh, and that spans across uh, like every country in the world. Like there are, uh, meaning like there are people from every country living here, like being a part of American culture, but the media and just sort of like pop culture is so focused on a very specific demographic of people and only show show showcasing a very specific demographic of people and only kind of opening doors for a very specific demographic which is like straight white english speaking people right basically right um, so uh so it's it's a shame that like there isn't more room made for uh art and, and music and uh pop culture from other places and why it, it it's so rare that like um uh, yeah like a, a an album in a different language than english or um an international film that's not in english ever breaks into the mainstream here i mean like mm-hmm. parasite winning best picture a couple of years ago like it's alarming that that's like the first time that right, right. ever happened. Um, and so many people still didn't want to watch it, even on the, you know, Oscars like board or whatever. What the like, hell? Oh. Yeah, because they didn't want to watch a subtitled film. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's just a, a shame. Um, but I, I hopefully that's we're kind of trending away from that mm-hmm. and that. Well, uh, yeah. This album specifically, I looked up sales numbers because I was really curious about it. Mm-hmm. It sold the most copies in the United States, actually. Wow. Um, it, it, I mean, obviously in Argentina, it went literally to the number one, like top of the charts, you know. Mm. Uh, and in America, it was only 131 on the Billboard 200, basically. Like that was its peak. But it still sold 920,000, uh, 920,000, uh, copies enough to make it go platinum or maybe this is even in no so just sorry but uh, it sold four million worldwide so it's like a fourth of its sales was in the u.s so it's uh-huh. like uh it went four times platinum in argentina and almost two times platinum in america or the united wow. states so yeah I, i'm very curious like how people back then consumed this album and how they enjoyed this album like because they didn't have lyrictranslate.com probably but like also the other the other thing is just like you know with um because we listened to like a k-pop album earlier in the year and like mm-hmm. half of that album is in english so it's like kind of and even like the parts that are in korean you can kind of infer what it's about because of the english surrounding it and stuff mm-hmm. like that but this is pretty unapologetically in spanish and like there's the, <laughs> like there's say. no way around it <laughs> so yeah, like say. there's like you know like inevitable is like the one like english title in this like title the title in this album and like um just because it happens to be the same word though right right, right in yeah, spanish, yeah, yeah. yeah right <laughs> yeah it's just like and i was like i'm like curious like how they consumed it like did they kind of consume it like how 
you know, did they consume it like passively or did they like actually look I up would have to think it was yeah. mostly Spanish speakers buying oh, okay. the album. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's interesting. I can't yeah. imagine mm-hmm. a lot of English speakers were buying it. Maybe they were. Maybe yeah. maybe it was just like I love this vibe. I love to vibe. Yeah. <laughs> but because it's like this is the last thing I'll say before our little break. Um because it's kind of like I think this album works both like, you know, lyrically like you could read the lyrics and have like an experience with it like yes i relate to shakira i relate to your experience of just like feeling lost and feeling adrift and stuff like that or mm-hmm. you could kind of like the melodies and just the her tone of voice and just like the how alive the music is it's I, universal yeah it's like and like music is the universal like one of the universal languages like truly it's like but yeah i'm really impressed with how, with how this works in like on multiple levels and like this is probably why shakira decided hey, i'm gonna take the next step i'm gonna go even further and learn english so that my music will translate on a deeper level for even more people. So I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. The the thing with me is it, songs in English, I don't know what the lyrics are. I don't know what these people are saying. <laughs> I There are like maybe three songs that I understand all of the lyrics. But most of the time, if I hear any song, if I'm not reading the lyrics along with it, I yeah. don't know what the song is about. I don't know something about just people singing. I cease to understand what they're saying. So it doesn't matter for me, at least what language a song is in. I won't understand it either way. I, <laughs> I won't I, understand the lyrics. I feel you. I feel like I could sing along to a song too. And still like barely <laughs> register. Still have no idea what you <laughs> yes, I don't yes, know yes, what yes. I'm singing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I love this. It's one time uh, I was singing along to uh, an Adele song and I was like, uh, it's like the, but oh, all I ask, that's what I was singing along to. But I was like getting really into it. And one of my friends was like, this song is so sad. And you like, love it. Like, it's like one of your favorite songs. I'm like, it's, so it's sad. <laughs> like, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, is it? I don't know. I <laughs> only pretty recently figured out what the lyrics for YMCA is and what that song is about. Until then, I was just like, oh, it's, it's the village people. They're singing about the YMCA. <laughs> yeah. I had a very, like, I had oh a very Christian mom, so I was not allowed to listen to that song. And so I was and taught, now I the, understand. taught the, <laughs> what, what it meant very early. <laughs> I did, did not know. Because that song would like play at like my junior high like, oh, totally. dances and stuff. And right. then I was like, we, you just do the dance. You know, you do the arm things to spell out YMCA. And mm-hmm. then I was well into my 30s when I actually like sat I like read the lyrics or like I guess listen more closely I don't know but I was like wow I did not realize that's what it's kind of subtle like I mean like it's fun to do like the arm dance like you wouldn't know unless you know that they're like all gay guys you know what I mean Yeah, yeah yeah Anyway, so that's my, so to me, a a song could be in any language. And again, it's all about the vibe for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No thoughts, Uh, just vibes. Yeah, yeah. And that's just like, (laughs) once again, that's the beautiful thing about music. It doesn't matter what language it is. It doesn't matter, you know, where you come from and, you know, your experience and stuff. Like, no matter what music you put out, Caitlin won't understand it. So (laughs) that's like, (laughs) that is beautiful. (laughs) 
I'm what? done. No, let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back here to talk Yay. about uh, you know, Shakira and her album, uh, Donde Estas? Donde Están Los Ladrones? Um, I'm, I'm like so freaked out about like saying these, t- like butchering these titles. Um, You're doing great. Yeah. So like, uh, let's talk about any lowlights. I, I have very little to no lowlights on this album, partly because I don't want to like actually, yeah, I, partly because I don't understand all these words. I don't understand the context of everything, but like, so I don't want to like speak out of turn or anything like that. But like, I had mm-hmm. a pretty good time with this album. I had a great, I had a great time. So did it, did anyone have any lowlights at all? I mean, for me, it's just the few songs that are a bit too like, slow and brooding for me that remind me of my own loveless life (laughs) and my own mortality is your house (laughs) filled with flies as well it it reminds me how full of flies my house is (laughs) um but yeah so uh moscas en la casa tu and sombra de ti are the three songs that are a bit slower and more Mm -hmm. like angsty and brooding so those to me are just the lowlights again more in terms of like the emotion that they elicit in me they're still you know beautiful songs and and well written but again i need something that's more upbeat and uplifting generally because like for me it's kind of like i would rather not like if I'm going to be like sad about like a heartbreak or something like that, I'd rather not like be sitting in a dark room. I'd rather be like crumping or something like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a timely <laughs> dance room. Yeah. Doing the, the stinky leg. Like, the whip and the nene. <laughs> oh, gosh. Thank you for reminding me about crumping. I totally yeah. forgot. I, about I'm that. actually doing the. Uh, What's the challenge where every the Harlem Shake? I'm doing the Harlem Shake. Oh, the Harlem Shake is yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, uh, yeah, like, to me though, I like that it like kind of splits it up a little bit, like because when I'm like at you know I don't go to clubs or anything, especially now, but like when I'm at like a place where there is dancing or something like that, I think I like some I need a. I need like times like sit down and not dance. So like, um, it's a nice reprieve. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it's just like <laughs> relentless, 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 relentless. Like I am like, I tire, especially when I'm not like dancing, especially when I'm trying to examine something critically. Sure. In a way. But yeah, I, I will say that I listened to this album albums several times and uh, I w- brag, it was almost brag. always yeah. when I was a huge brag. It was almost always when I was out for a run. So I was good for that. when the yeah. s- when a s- slow song came on, I was like, oh, it just like felt more lethargic, and I was like, I can't run to this. So I would I wouldn't skip over it, but I would definitely um, be worse at running. <laughs> when <those> songs <laughs> came on. You're committed to the podcast, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I, I'm totally on board with you on uh, Moscas and La Casa. I think that is kind of a boring song, like, especially, like, where it is in the album. Like, I really, I think track number three for most artists, maybe it's, like, a superstition or maybe it's just a thing I've had embedded into me. Track number three is usually, like, an artist's best song, I feel like, on an album. Oh, like, interesting. Um, and this is, like, not that fun, not that not saying anything that the rest of the album isn't already saying like i don't know it just especially because i love no creo uh right after mm-hmm. the next track i think is really fun 
Uh, but two, I really actually like on the opposite end of you, I feel like. I feel like Shakira's doing, like, a lot of Shakira-isms in it that maybe, I think, mm. pull it out of its, like, maybe slower pace. She's kind of doing the, like, Shakira Bray that we all know. Yeah. The, like, short, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, she's doing that a lot. La, la, la. We love it. Uh-huh, of course. I guess, like, you know, I don't know if this is an actual criticism, but, like, I guess something it was, like, because when I was, like, reading the lyrics for the first time, I was like, this is a masterpiece. This might be a 10 out of 10. You know, just, like, how devastating the songwriting is and stuff. But then, like, it's, like, some of the songs in the later back end feel a little, like, I don't think it's, like, I'm I'm fine with, like, you know, because, like, an album, I totally get that, like, you're in the same general headspace. Like, when you create an album in a year, you're generally in the same headspace as you were when you wrote, like, the first song or something like that. Um, but like, I feel like some of the songs, like Ohas Asi, don't you dare say anything bad about that song. That song not, rocks. That song, I actually like it as like a break from like you know. The, but I, I guess like the other one is like um, Cave Wellvas, Cave Wellvas, and like uh, some some of the other in the later ha- half of it feel like oh we I I think I feel like you've said this already. I feel like you said this more effectively in the first half. Um, and I, I totally get like being stuck in a rut. I totally get, you know, having like, you know, um, amplified reoccurring thoughts and stuff like that, like being bogged down by them. But like as a listening experience, I'm like, huh, like, you know, it's, it's a little like it, it knocks it down a little bit for me, but that's about it. Yeah. That's, that's really it. Like, that's really like Sombra de T is kind of just like kind of the same message as like, you know, Moscas en la casa, basically. It's like I'm so mm-hmm. depressed. <laughs> like it's like that's really. Um, uh, um, so let's go through highlights. Any uh, highlights for this album? For me, highlights. Uh, my favorite song I think on this album is "Ojos Así," um, the last track on the album. I also really oh, like fun. "Cave Wellvas." Uh, I like "Donde están los ladrones." Um, there. About three minutes into the first track, uh, Siega Soromudo is um, she starts singing really, really fast, like her lyrical or just like her. I don't even know what you would call this. Her ability to just rattle off a million words like very quickly or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It is like a staggering. She's awesome. Um, I love that part of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are those are my highlights. I. I love Ojosa C, which I'm familiar with from its English. It's the last song also on Laundry Service, but in English. Um, So I'm really familiar with that song. And I I already like love that song, but in English. Um, And it like, if you read the translations verbatim, like she's taken like an artistic retranslation like it's not like the exact same song basically in english Mm. and in spanish Mm -hmm. which i think like you have to kind of do because like otherwise it wouldn't sound good or whatever but um i think that is like the best song in this album too though does the english version also have a few lines in arabic like the spanish version Mm -hmm. does that's so cool yeah Mm because like she i think like I think I read that she's like part Lebanese or something like that. So like mm-hmm. she was definitely like paying homage to this other part of her, you know, her personhood and stuff like that. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This that that one was like closer to what I expected from the album. What I expect from like 
like Shakira, the the pop sensation, as I kind of like understood her basically, and like the other stuff, I was not, I was kind of flummoxed by. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love that opening track. It's it it works as like obviously great great tone setting and just like the you know the acoustic guitar and the trumpet like oh okay like it's like a mexican like thing and then like the 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 beat drops and like whoa that's like a pop thing you know like that's like really cool um again the these lyrics are so incredible like the argument and methodology daily like each time your anatomy appears before me something like that and like um it's just like uh poetic yeah it's like and it sounds better in spanish (laughs) yeah it sounds better in spanish like if it's like it's like it's like if like a white soundcloud rapper tried to pull this off like they would sound like so like (laughs) like dumb like they would sound so bad like doing this but like she sounds it rattles off her rolls off her tongue so nicely Mm -hmm. and like it sounds great she's like the musical polyglot too like yeah she knows so many languages yeah Mm-hmm. yeah and i love that it's like the thing about like the musical intro it, it like i'm gonna bring my colombian ro- roots and like blow it up internationally i'm going to like bring this to pop i'm gonna bring this to rock i'm gonna bring rock to this mm-hmm. i love every that. song is influenced by colombian music like you can tell the composition mm-hmm. how it sounds you know i love inevitable that's a song i love a lot mm-hmm. uh, like i love that like it's so vulnerable and like I love the idea that she couches the most vulnerable like confession within like these trivial confessions of like like I don't know how to brew coffee, I don't understand football, I never use a watch. The truth is I also cry once a month, especially when it's cold. Like that's devastating. Mm-hmm. That's like it's like a really cool conceit for a song. Um, any other highlights? Any other highlights you wanna bring up? Any other things you wanna I really like uh no creo i feel like i really Ooh, like that the, is a good one the tempo of the song i love how it sounds the lyricism isn't necessarily like you know like i said it's saying the rest is the album is saying basically but i mean it's yeah. which is good but i'm not like i don't know i just like how it's i like the vibes of no creo <laughs> Wait, you don't like the part where he she was like i don't believe in Karl marx i don't believe in john paul sartre <laughs> like all that stuff <laughs> anti-socialist like take from uh Shakira. <laughs> i'm like this is this is i mean with her that tax evasion and her avoidance of Karl marx i'm like sorry we will have to eat you shakira when we eat the rich <laughs> and then she also says i i don't believe in brian weiss which <laughs> does anyone who is that i have up i don't I do not like, know who that is she was like listing off like very famous people who have like contributed a lot to like, the, the, modern <laughs> philosophy and such and then she's like and brian weiss i'm like huh who? The, he is famous for um creating the famous award-winning series super soul sunday with oprah winfrey uh, about uh reincarnation past lives and miracles ah uh, okay. yes like Karl marx and john paul satra like his peers. Like, yeah, basically. Like, this is not the same thing. <laughs> oh my God. There's this picture of him next to Oprah on his website. That looks absolutely fake. I'm going what? to share it with you guys. I sorry that I'm doing this, but it is really <laughs> wild to me. <laughs> oh, wow. 
I don't know. I feel like it just that looks, looks like, like someone else's hand. Like that looks yeah, like someone. Yeah, else. Like, <laughs> like, I am not currently with Oprah at this time. Okay, uh, yeah, not yeah. worth it, but had to. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like the other one, I just want to point out. Let uh, Oct- Oct- Dia of like the eighth day, basically of like mm-hmm. I I find that metaphor really creative. I find like the idea like God. So he created the day, he carried the world seven days, and then he took the eighth day to like kind of go around and do whatever. And then he came back, and like the world is like eating itself, and like people yeah. are like fighting, and like the world's ruined, and like God is on the unemployment list, and like that's growing, and that's like kind of. And then he kind of like had to leave, and he kind of like abandoned the world, and like now we're like worshiping like Michael Jackson, Bill Clinton, and like. Brian Weiss. Uh, <laughs> Brian Weiss. <laughs> yeah. But Tarz, oh, Tarzan, like, is what the actual Another, one. like, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah. um, my, uh, another shout out to my Spanish tutor, Adriana, who um, pointed out that that song is very similar in theme to What If God Was One Yeah, of yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that maybe the fact that I wasn't like when I was like listening to it, like, you know, not understanding all the lyrics and just like reading it mm-hmm. afterwards, it felt deeper than it was. I think <laughs> I think le- having it be through the lens of like this is another language and I'm reading a translation can make things be deeper to you than they yeah. actually are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, in an effort to avoid like othering a bad song. Like you're like, huh, that is <laughs> that is one Macarena, two Macarena. That's so interesting. <laughs> I, I really like the like the melody of uh, Octavo Dia. I think it's like a really good sound. And again, because I don't know the lyrics of any song, regardless of language, I was yeah. like, "This is a bop. <laughs> this is yeah, nice. yeah. love it. This is this is a romp." As <laughs> wow, absolute romp. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like I think like it just like I said, just like it speaks to her deeper because like when you're like kind of going through like personal turmoil and stuff like that it can help it can like infect like other aspects of your life and like your worldview Mm -hmm. just like well if i like if i'm living without love in my life then life is without like every like the world is bad too and like um i don't know it's like it's i think that's really again i just like find that very honest i find that very just like I and I think I like it as a different angle to some of her like it's very personal it's very just this is what I'm going through this is how I'm feeling and stuff like that yeah, yeah. without love life is like the seasons with no summer yeah <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> any other stray observations any other thoughts any other things like that none uh, for me or... head empty no thoughts <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's get to final thoughts and rings. The way this works is we'll rate this album out of 10. A little final metric at the end. Let's go to Michael. I'll go first, actually. Um, so I could, like, stop hearing myself talk for a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I said, like, I just think this is an incredibly well-constructed album. I really love the themes of Heartbreak. And I love how honestly she explores that for herself. You know, like, people complain a lot about, like, and, you know, the Bechtel test like kind of plays into that a little bit of the idea of like you know why are you always like singing about a man why are you always doing that but like when you get your heart broken it's like it can it can consume it's all you. consuming yeah it can like it can hurt a lot and that's all, like so any way to expunge that at all like through music or through anything like it yeah do that um 
Yeah, I, I just find I love the honesty. I love her. Her vocals are incredible. Um, she's so gifted. But I, I still think I'll give this an eight because even as I am talking about, it, it's kind of falling out of my head. And like, that's the Gloria Estefan thing of like, man, I, I if it was in English, I would be able to latch on to this. And it's not her fault. And I, I definitely need to do more work um, as like a consumer and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm going to give this like 8.5 unbrushed teeth. Uh, 10. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Andrew. That's pretty much the only reason I'm, it'll, it'll be really unlikely that I'm going to revisit this album uh, after we've recorded this episode. I mean, I might listen to it again, but I'm, I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to visit the vibes when I can't even pretend like I know the lyrics as I'm listening to a song. (laughs) You know what I mean? So uh, that's tough. But I enjoyed this album a lot. I really enjoyed the preparation and the reading and the kind of understanding a little bit more of Shakira's, like, rise to stardom, rise to being, like, the Shakira. Um, But I'm also, unfortunately, going to have to rate this album uh, eight Seven Nation Shakira visits to find eyes uh, out of ten. <laughs> okay, Caitlin, uh, we'll turn to you. Yeah, I was also going to give it Ocho octo- Octavo Dias. <laughs> oh, yes. nice. Eight eighth days <laughs> uh, out of ten. I would maybe, that, but that's kind of a jokey answer. I would maybe give it a nine, although... Nueve. If I were well, to... I gave it eight sevens, so you can give it nine eight eights. Seven. Yeah, so no... <laughs> Yours was um, way lower reaching fruit that I did not go for, so... <laughs> yep, you can count on me for that. No, um, no, 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 no. Oh, my gosh. I just meant, like, eight really was there, like, and I, I went you eight know, sevens. Like the, uh, the, one of the tenets of, like, hosting a show is, like, making the guests, like, look yeah, good. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, good. that's not what I meant. Like, that's not what I meant. Yeah. I meant it was there, wow. and I didn't take it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so I'm sorry, so Caitlin. Insulting. No, I'm, I'm so I actually didn't mean that in an insulting way. I meant like no, you were I'm, smarter. Caitlin That's why you're the locked on all social media. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, she's like, you cannot follow me. No, I'm, I'm, I, I actually love that you said that. Um. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Never mind. Not sorry. I love that I said yeah, that no, too. You're great. You jerk. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll get, I'll stick with, um, eight, uh, eight out of 10, um, because I, as far as songs that I feel are catchy enough to like add into my rotation, like if I were to add any of these to like my running playlist or like my car jams, it would probably be only like one or two of them that I would want mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. and it would probably be, um, Ojos Asi. But you should listen to the English version also. I I will do that. Um, In fact, I have to go right now to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's done. Bye. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yeah, I think as far as um, songs I would like, yeah, add into my rotation, it would probably be only like one or two. But um, I I do think, I don't know if, this is probably an offensive question. Does Shakira write her own music and lyrics i think some not all maybe um, not all. i don't know i don't know i mean whoever the lyricist is behind i would say most of the songs on this album is really great again with my limited understanding of, of 
Spanish, uh, I I can still tell that like the these it's just like great lyrics. I enjoy the melodies. Um, I uh, enjoy that she's also approaching heartbreak from like a, a several different kind of like attitudes and tones where some of them are like it's a very sad song like my my days are awful without you and I'm lamenting and look how sad like it's very sad another one she's like I'm fucking angry (laughs) (laughs) and other ones she's like um oh for example is not necessarily about like heartbreak so much as it is Kind of like the main sentiment in that song is like, I've traveled the world and have not found eyes like yours. So you could interpret that as like a breakup, mm. like heartbreak song, but it's also a little more neutral. Um, you can also interpret it as like a love song too, kind of. I too. kind of do. I yeah. don't know. Maybe it's like, it's like you're really special, but. Exactly. Like no one compares to you and that's why I love you so much. <laughs> Or, or like maybe they're so wicked. She's never found anyone with wickeder eyes than the person that she's singing about. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Let's like go with third, that. Secret third reading of the song that kind of doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Uh, also, um, I wanted to say uh, Shakira has written or co-written every single song of hers until her album Twenty Three. Awesome. Okay. Oh. Cool. Or not Twenty Three. The the album that came out in like Twenty Thirteen. It has yeah. the song Twenty Three on it, but she did not write. And uh, yeah, that's that's our review of the album. But if you want to like let us know what you think, uh, you know, bother us on social media or email us at I've been meaning to listen to that at gmail dot com. I've been meaning to listen to that at gmail dot com. I should probably shouldn't like <laughs> mumble over it. Um, but that's um, the longest yeah. email in the world. He's <laughs> gonna say that so many words. <laughs> like, um, I, we might just like have we might just change it to ivmtltt at gmail dot com. Don't Absolutely steal it. We don't don't steal don't steal it, please. Don't take um, it. Don't take it. <laughs> don't don't, don't don't steal it and like charge us fifty thousand dollars. Uh, <laughs> it's just like Andrew it's just me trying to get fifty grand out of you. <laughs> It's multiple it's all, times. It's all just like changing hands, and like there's no like value added to anything that's happening with us. Um, yeah, Caitlin, I will sell you Caitlin Durante at gmail.com back to you for 50, the fifty thousand dollars back that we paid you for this. Thank you. Okay, and now yeah. it's time for <laughs> our. I've been meaning to listen to that, and, and we did. We did. Playlist. playlist boom yeah we're great at this um so <laughs> this is the part of the show where we like basically um caitlin you've been such a wonderful guest we've this mm-hmm. is such a love thank you for being so generous oh, I've had of your, such a blast yeah thank you for being so generous of your time and also just like you know being pleasant and <laughs> just like enjoyable being to, game <laughs> yeah being absolutely being game and being like so um yeah happy patient to with be us. here um, but yeah, let's uh, get through our you know playlist. Um, and basically, this is a part of the show where we pick a song we've been enjoying and we put it on our Spotify playlist so that it's like other people can listen. I'm gonna pick "I Can't Make You Love Me" by Bonnie Raitt. Click. So like that's the song. Um, it's, it's it's so gorgeous. It's like one of the definitive. It's definitely one of the definitive unrequited love songs. It's definitely one of the in the canon of 
that type of song. I think it's so gorgeous. I think it's so like heartfelt and the vocal performance and like it's just been covered by everyone. And every time I hear a cover, I'm like pretty happy. Like Bonnie Vare did a cover. It's really good. And uh, that's a song I like a lot. Uh, what about you, Michael? What's a pick you like? Uh, I, un, I get. I we've just talked about it so much, and I just really want to listen to that song, and it has to go on the playlist. It's gonna have to be the English version of OSC Eyes Like Yours. Click. This song rocks. It's actually not the last song of the album. I erased two others in my memory of the album, but it is really good. Erasure. And I think it could be the closer of this album. <laughs> what about you, Caitlin? What's your what's your playlist track? I choose a song called Mientame, which is another Spanish language song by Maria Becerra. <laughs> She is an Argentinian musician. It's such a bop. It's such a banger. It's a great upbeat song. Um, I don't know what it's about. Uh, <laughs> but again, to be fair, if it was in English, I still wouldn't know what it was about. I still wouldn't know what the lyrics were. Um, Mientame means lie to me in Spanish. So I imagine it's all, It's like a love song um or a heartbreak song or something it's probably <laughs> Comma, somewhere, my but parenthesis my hips won't do that to you ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was nice. so good you had to call it back two times yeah yeah i'm impressed <laughs> it's like uh yeah screenwriting callback <laughs> yeah yeah wow we check call out check out non-lying gag. hips yeah yeah <laughs> Wait, let me do put this into Google Translate to make sure I'm I even have this right. Mienta. This is like an episode where I have to have Google up the whole time so I can be like, <laughs> let me let me make sure. Yes, it does mean lie to me, so I got it right. Um, yeah, like uh, we did it. Uh, that's our episode on uh, Shakira. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, Caitlin, thank you so much. Uh, where can people thank find you? you? Uh, what would you like to plug? Sure, you can listen to the podcast that was referred to no less than 8,000 times <laughs> on this episode called The Bechtelcast. My co-host Jamie Loftus and I, plus oftentimes a guest, will examine movies through an intersectional feminist lens um, using the Bechtel test simply as just like a jumping off point to get a, a larger conversation going about um, the representation of women and other marginalized communities in cinema so you can check that out you can uh, follow me on instagram and twitter at caitlin durante and um yeah that's that's me that's it yeah caitlin like, uh, you're, oh sorry you're on a podcast with two podcast nerds who also listen to your podcast so i'm sorry that we brought up your podcast a gazillion times no i i, I brought it up many times so. no but i was like i was like oh, i love this episode and this episode and the vectal test and this and this I appreciate it. The yeah. Barb and Star episode, I loved when you guys talked about the albino villain because it made me revisit like, oh my gosh, like villains are, are so often like marginal and like 
That's yeah. such a specific marginalization that happens very frequently, which I found is so strange. Like I realize that I this happens have... in the movie Josie and the Pussycats because like Alan Cummings' oh, character yeah. is revealed to have albinism, yeah. and oh, I love no. that movie so much. But I'm just like, man, and like half why Corella? Did you do that. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's uh, fucked up, yeah. man. Everything, everything's problematic. Yeah, truly. Uh, also, like uh, you have a master's in uh, screenwriting uh, from Boston University. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, true. Um, you and also we love like, that. You also like, but this is for real. Like you like, um, I don't know if you're still doing that, but like sometimes you offer classes. Sometimes you yes. like uh, offer services, like looking at people's scripts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's yeah. all true. Yes, if you if you're interested in taking any screenwriting classes from me, I teach them online. I also do yeah, like script notes for people. So if you've written a pilot or a screenplay or anything like that, uh, I can read it and give you notes. Um, all that information can be found at my website, CaitlinDurante.com. Heck yeah! Uh, so um, Michael, where can people find you? You can find me at Lemon Taco, like my last name, but Taco, and any social media platform. Oh, <laughs> get it. Nice. Okay. Um, uh, you can find me at Andrew A. Lee on Instagram and Twitter. That's uh, Andrew Lee with a U in between the A and the N, because I made a joke that um, my name was French in high school, and it was very funny. And, uh, <laughs> and remains, <laughs> remains, remains very funny. And um, what's it called? Uh, you can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You could email us at I, I've been meaning to listen to that at gmail.com. We should probably change it. Like we might, it might be changed by the time Keep we it. release this episode. We'll buy, the, the we'll buy the domain back. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and uh, yeah. Let's uh, thank you so much, Caitlin. I said this already so many times, but I think it bears repeating. You're such a lovely presence and such a, you know, so you're so mm-hmm. smart and you're so like kind and so generous with your time and your, your, oh your perspectives. Gosh. And you really, you know, knew what you're talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> and you have a master's degree in, uh, and don't forget in my master's degree in screenwriting. <laughs> By the way, like that, like that inspired me to like something I'm going to bring up every episode is I, was it i won fifth place in state for doing pir in speech team in high school so i'll, I'll bring that up it's equally as good as your thing yeah. <laughs> so. it's even be- it's better yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you i, mean, I didn't like, want to say it i didn't want to say it <laughs> Um, so let's, uh, thank you so much. This is wonderful. Let's, uh, conclude with a closing sentiment from Caitlin. Here it comes. Y la celulitas invada sus piernas, which is the, um, what she says in the song where she's like, I hope cellulite invades your legs. (laughs) 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 Thank you so much, everybody. Have a good day. Click. What a sweet closing sentiment to send to our audience.